episode of Block Talk presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. Did you know there is an easy way to help support the podcast and keep the show going? Buy Me a Coffee is an incredible new platform where you, the loyal Block Talk audience, can say thank you to your favorite host. All you have to do is show support with a few taps by leaving a little tip. That's just like buying me a cup of coffee. And the great thing is you don't even need to create an account. Visit buymeacoffee.com slash blocktalk and keep blocktalk going strong like a cup of coffee. And as always, follow me on Instagram at michaelblocktalk, on Twitter at blocktalknyc, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Order in the court. The fairy tales are coming to serve a pretty funny episode. It's time to talk all things Drag Race All-Star 7. And joining me is someone who is a pig who's been blown by a big bad wolf, Amanda Pork. How are you? I love that. That's a great intro. I know. It's so fitting. Like, uh, you were not the original guest. You came in, saved the day. Uh, I was going to give you a shout out anyway in this episode. So how fitting that you're here. Um, Anything to stick to the brand. Right. Uh, how are you, Miss Pork? I'm good. I'm trucking along. It is Pride Month, baby. Uh, New York City is um, in full throttle into um, this Pride Month. Uh, I've been, this past weekend, I was running back and forth from New Jersey to Asbury Park Pride to Brooklyn and doing pageant responsibilities and producing and living the dream. And not eating. Not eating. And not eating, um, which wasn't really by choice. <laughs> That's but, why uh, you bring an assistant with you. And by assistant, I mean boyfriend. Yeah. Well, he has to work too. Uh, we, we got, I'm moving in a week and I have to pay like three months rent because, you know, that's New York City. Where are you moving to? I'm just moving in with my boyfriend. I'm going to have a drag room. A little. Oh my God. I'm very are you excited. basically married? Um, we, we just adopted a cat as well. So I, I guess so. We had wow. um, uh, premarital um, adoption. Along with premarital sex, I'm sure. Oh, no. I would literally never. Never, never, that. never. Disgusting. Um, All-Star 7. How have you been enjoying it four episodes in? I love it. So it's really great to see these people do what they do best. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you see, you know, Vivian in the improv challenge, like we'll talk about. And then we'll see um, Jada do the ball. Like, it's just really great to see, like, why these people won and get to see their experience um, post-show, post-fame. Um, and come back and do it all again just for fun. Now, if you were a winner of All Stars or a winner of regular Drag Race mm-hmm. and you came in, what would your niche be? What would your challenge be? Definitely the comedy. Well, I would say the acting comedy challenges. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I think I could turn a ball. I can. I can. I can. I can make a look. What um, What about improv? I mean, you yas and didn't you? Yeah, improv would be solid. Um, the only thing that I think I would have to worry about, um, would be a roast just because okay. I've never done it. But a lot of the people who win the roasts are people who have never, ever, ever like, or they do before. so badly like pheromone. So, right. Which it could be iconic. But yeah, yeah. That's the only thing I would worry about. Other than that, um, you know, I think I would excel in everything. All right. Well, let's dive into this episode. All hail Jada. She won the ball challenge to prove that she's not only pretty, she likes to kick ass too. She is $10,000 richer and is feeling 
really good that she got vindication. Sargo, not the word you're looking for. Not valedictorian either. It's validation. Um, Jada is pretty, pretty silly. I love her. Um, you met her. I've met her multiple times. She's very, very, very sweet. She is. She voted for you in a lip sync. She did. Um, she is a class act. There is, you know, she's very deserving of the crown. And we've seen this season how much um, hate she's received and things like that. Um, it's just, it's just so uncalled for. And you know, getting to see her shine and hear her talk about that's one of my favorite parts of the season. Now, Trinity has been in the top twice, but how does it feel to have only one star? She's just glad to have one star. Now, Jinx is going to return. It is welcome to the plunger circle. Jada says that when Jinx said this was her only weakness in the competition, she she thought she was right. Jinx is not going to hold it against her unless she wins next week. Now, there is no chance for her to be for the first with two stars. Or is there? That was a comment that I was like, girl, I don't know if that's necessarily true. Are you calling all the people with one stars? impossible to win mm. jinxie says it's nice to know the secret of the plunger and what is the secret well it's a plunger secret you have to hold it up to your ear and it only speaks to who who is handed to i feel like that is something you would pull off yeah you're like you have to listen you're like oh my god the ocean it's like a conch shell i did really i do really like this ongoing bit um you know, they have to cover time. They have to talk about something. Mm-hmm. And it's just funny that this is what Right, because there's no, no drama four episodes in. From episode right. five, we might get some drama. But not yet, not yet. All will be revealed, though. The Vivian will be going in guns blazing in the next challenge. To not have a star at this point in the competition, she says, is a kick in the ghoulies. What is a ghoulie? What did she say again? Goud- a ghoulie. A ghoulie. Kick in the ghoulies. So, and yeah, no, it's. So is it the balls? Right. The gonads. I, yeah. It's just so... I love speak. <laughs> well, at least someone does. Anyway, <laughs> she would do anything to get a star as long as it's not illegal. Not winning is so out of character for her. What a brat. I mean, if if you got it, fun it. I Listen. Think so. But she's, she's uh, full of winners, though. I mean, there's, you know, delusion to an extent. Like, you're with the best of the best who all thinks they're the best of the best, so. I mean, I still think she's not a wrong winner from season one of UK, but. Oh, I know, I know. Justice for DDC! Oh, I thought you wanted, I thought it's justice for Scaredy Cat. No, it's all about DDC. I've always been a DDC fan. I know. Well, now, if you've been paying attention... I'm very iffy on these coordinated entrances into the workroom. But if you're going to give me a whimsical one where Jinx Monsoon plays my favorite song on the ukulele, I am here for it. Uh, She is going to play UK Hun, and I screamed. I loved it. And I'm so glad the song has crossed the pond again. Mm -hmm. Are you a fan of that track? Yes, I love I love the acoustic version. Now we need a bing, bang, bong uh, 10 minute version. Give that the Taylor Swift vibes. Yes. Um, do you think if I went to a Jinx Monsoon show and asked her to perform it, would she do it? Oh, I think you wouldn't even have to ask her. I think she'd be like, anyway, it's like, anyway, here's Wonderwall, except she, then she starts playing Big May Bong. <laughs> I would love it. Um, I, I mean, I had seen her show, Jinx does anything or plays anything or sings anything in New York when she was at the Beachman a couple of years ago. Great show. Uh, it's one of those shows where she's like, give me an idea. And you scream out things and she's like, 
I only have three of those prepared. We're going to do those three. So yeah. she's not really singing anything, but she's singing whatever you want that's in her repertoire, which is very, yeah. very, very, very cute show. Um, now, Jinx says it's a new day and new opportunities have arose as there are five stars in a room of eight drag queens. And guess who's blocked in the house? Um, did you want her to do the rest of Call Me Mother? Because I wanted her to. Oh, I don't even remember that part. Well, she said, guess who's blocked in the house? Just like, guess who's back in the house? You said it? Jinx! Because she's blocked. Uh, wow. That's right. Yeah, I, for, I yeah. totally blocked that out of my memory. Are you familiar with all the words to Call Me Mother? Um, solid like 60%. I get... I, I bet you Rue still doesn't even know the words. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. You saw that, um, the intro, the beginning, the way they cut that, she did not know the words. That They edit, like, they edit it, and you, it was just very clearly, they cut to her, like, every five seconds. I was like, because she didn't know the words. Yeah, yeah, not great. Now, Jada will say that everybody who has been blocked has a star except that bitch Monet Exchange who throws it right back in her face and says, you too, my dear. She just got her star. Now, we're going to get into that little discussion later on of um, what to do with the blocking, but the alarm's going to sound and Rue's going to give a rhyming story or as Jada will tell us, a limerick. She didn't know validation, but she knows limerick. Do you have a favorite limerick? No. I don't know what that is. There once was a man from Nantucket. Continue, continue, continue. I don't know what that is. Whose dick was so long he could suck it? Have you never heard that before? No. Wow, are you a child? You're a baby. Ooh, I'm not on. I'm not on only hams yet, so I haven't. I haven't heard of anything like that. Okay. All right. Well, there it is. Rue arrives in pinks in a, her pink smoking jacket, and I'm like, that's a totes rolled out of bed look. Oh yeah, it was kind of yeah, it was kind of cute. Would you wear a pink smoking jacket like that? Um. It depends. Maybe maybe to Aldi or to the park. Maybe mm-hmm. something like that. Well, Rue says that the stories we're told aren't always true, and we spend the rest of our lives trying to set the record straight. Or at least straight acting. Ha ha ha! For this week's Maxi Challenge, they have to improv their way through the enchanted TV court show, Fairy Tale Justice, with Judge Michelle Visage presiding. They will work in teams of two to transform into storybook characters to relitigate infamous miscarriages of justices and jada and trinity will be the captains um jada she selects jinx monet and evie trinity is going to take shay the vivian and raja with raja being picked last in what world is raja ever picked last i don't know i they talked about it a little bit and um the untucked of this episode but they didn't really do an improv challenge on her season so i don't know if the other contestants were taking that into consideration but she's also she's literally been like like it's been like top two and raja's right there like at third place like so close every single week do we think that maybe we have just been removed so far from raja and her season or do we just not see her as anything but a fashion queen I don't know. I mean, clearly they saw the snatch game, which is like the ultimate improv challenge of the season. And she almost won. Did we see the snatch game or did we just all watch Jinx Monsoon? 
I mean, I they all did a really solid job. Well, at least edited to do a really solid job. Right. Um, but Raja did great. And it's just mm-hmm. like it I think Evie was a very interesting choice before Raja. Um and Jada was the one picking. I was thinking, I was like, well, sh- I feel like if it was reverse, I feel like Jada might have been picked last. Um, right. But I mean, they should be scared of Raja. I don't, they're really, they're, they're really sleeping on her. Opinions. Well, Team Jada will be arguing the case below the house down boots. It's a sordid tale of three little pigs and, and the big bad wolf. And Team Trinity will be arguing the case she already done had hers is. All about a queen named Goldilocks who has serious boundary issues. Um, I feel like I know the answer here, but which team would you want to be on? Which character stood out to you? Um, Jinx's character was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Vivian's character was a lot of fun. Yes, yes. Uh, but I also really enjoyed Raj's character. And the Big Bad Wolf, like, might... It's a, that's a reach for me, but it, it would be just fun to like, if it was in a nobody goes home scenario, I'll be like, I'll sure. be the fucking big bad wolf. Let's go. All right. Um, now they definitely Jinx and um, Vivian's roles stuck out to me. They're going to be able to use products by main club because sponsorship. Are you familiar with main club? Have you used it before? I am not familiar. And guess what? I don't think anyone is that sponsorship failed. Loop. All right, the teams are going to open their notebooks for the fun has just begun. Team Jada will be going for, to court for the three pigs versus the big bad wolf. And Evie says they can hopefully improv their way to a happily ever after. Their team has three people who have legendary stars and one future star holder. All right, so we're going to learn that the big bad wolf is a sexy, slick, charming player. And Evie wants to play the big bad wolf because she's sexy. Will he be like the boogeyman or like a 40s gangster? Which one do you think was a stronger choice? Um, I definitely think, um, maybe like the boogeyman, but it did feel, it did feel separate from the boogeyman. So I think she might've matched the two. I think we got them like into the woods wolf vibe. No, not at all. Now pig sister Twiggly has built her house of twigs and is suing the wolf for destruction of property. And she also happens to be a famous model. Jada would like to be Twiggly as in her mind, she is an Instagram model. Hamela is the surprise witness who is backing out the testimony of the big bad wolf. Monet, she wants to come in with a briefcase and glasses and be like, no, your honor, this man is mine. These girls are lying. Jinx will be playing spare rib like a really vapid millennial who's obsessed with her Instagram feed and TikTok followers. Now I know why Amanda Pork wants to play that role. It me. It you. Monet asks if Jinx can do trailer trash. And of course, Jinx has that inside her too. What can she not do besides so? nothing she, she said so that she was like that's the only thing so, I can do, so it's over for y'all now this is a yes and to the max for jinx just because she's blocked doesn't mean she can't perform to the best of her abilities so what do they all think about the other team evie says they have some good actors and jinx is like they have the british one which is a nice party trick to pull out and she's driven by the same starlessness is evie i love that she just called her the british one I would call her the British one too. She doesn't deserve to be named. Justice for Davina DeCampo. Damn. The Vivian, if you're listening, I do not support these comments. Um, please follow me, respect me, and um, uh, please give me some of the money you earned last week. Thank you. There you go. Let's move over to Team Trinity. 
Grandma Hood is a fashion-forward, sexually active older lady. I, I Raja. It really is Raja. Um, this kind of challenge is unpredictable for Raja, so it gives her a balance of crazy anxiety and excitement. She needs to win a star, so she's going to put her improv panties on. The Vivian likes Mama Bear and Goldilocks, while Shay is feeling Mama Bear, Witch Teresa, and Trinity's feeling Goldilocks for the Wicks for the witch. So we got decisions, decisions. Um, I was hoping we we're going to get some drama here or some acting challenge or or an audition. No, yeah, no drama, yeah. no drama. Raja basically tells Trinity the witch is great because she has a particular laugh, which may or may not have been an insult. I'm not sure which way to have taken it, but if someone's like, oh my God, you laugh like a witch, would you take that as a compliment? Um, I don't know. I guess in that context, yes. I'm not sure. But uh, it's like, is this a backhanded compliment? What are we doing here? I feel like it was more like, um, since like, like they would have said the same thing about Evie. Like it's a, their laugh is already so characterized. I don't think, sure. you know what I mean? Well, with Trinity playing, which Shay is going to take mama bear, believing to Vivian as Goldilocks. She is very excited to sink her teeth into this challenge. No pun intended. As they didn't get an improv challenge in the UK, which I would like to leave a reminder here for their listeners. Much better was a scripted line Four bag of chips. That bag of chips just continually botched. Shout out to the script writer who will never get credit for that moment ever because bag of chips made it her own. Mm-hmm. Not improv. That was bag of chips fucking up a line many times. Right. <laughs> Remember that moment? That was such an iconic moment. That was a lot of fun. That was when I was like, because um, like bag it into their workroom and I was like, oh, I think she's going to be one to like, um watch out for it. and then that moment happened i was like yeah she's she's uh, she's one to look out for yeah she is all right goldie is a blonde showgirl with secrets she's a master manipulator who always seems to get her way the vivian will be doing a very warped vision of goldilocks as she imagines her as a little girl with pigtails and then a thick manly scottish accent all right that's a twist so much fun Goldilocks is a compulsive liar, an identity thief, and it sounds like some drag queens that I may or may not know. Would you like to name any names of people who may be like that? Um, I didn't realize we were in the tea time segment. Hold on, let me pull out my notes. <laughs> Listeners, they are out there. Be careful. <laughs> but happy Pride. They're out there. All right, well. In this scene, Goldilocks is the biggest part as she will have the most connections to the other characters, but the Vivian loves a big part. So how do they think the other girls are going to do? Raja thinks there are powerful forces over there like Jinx Monet. They're just going to have to keep up. We're going to head over to court. Uh, we're going to dissect each scene separately. Um, one, do we remember Jersey Justice? I hadn't. I feel like I briefly heard it. Um heard of it i mean i've never seen it never seen well, it was a challenge on um on drag race that was the challenge on drag- it wasn't a show no Jer- i thought that jersey justice was like a show a television i don't think show. so well, let me figure out what season it's on because i believe trinity was involved let's find out let's find out we're gonna find out right now um no, no jersey maybe justice was- is a movie no, it was also a Drag Race challenge. 
It was All Stars Four. Yeah, it's Trinity oh, and um. And, oh, and, I remember. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, right with Manila and yeah, it was all them. That, that it was that All Stars Four. Whoops. Oh well. Um. But first, Michelle Visage did that. She is a witch with Manila loose on hair and leopard print look, and her curtains are purple leopard print. Do we expect anything less from her? Nope. Um, that's cool. Um, what did you think of her look? Of Michelle's look? Yeah. Um, I love when she gets up and drags. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because she identifies like she like has done drag. Um and it's just kind of it's like cool to see like i mean we're all born naked the rest is drag this form of michelle visage like in in this kind of characters is really fun yeah um i kind of like some of the intros with the lines like sleeping beauty fades dumb as forever um also bunny bailiff because we all need eye candy this pride season Mm -hmm. did he drop the basket at one point he definitely dropped it accidentally and Jinx picked that right up. Right. So All right. Funny. We are going to start with Blow the House Down Boots. Um, we'll save that accent for later. Uh, we're going to begin, and Jinx is already the winner. She is using, she is suing the Big Bad Wolf for $25,000, and she claims he blew her hay house down, which was the last straw. Silly. Also, she can't close the door. Priceless. I don't know if that was a bit, if she couldn't do it, but she sold it. Yeah. It it's was the moment to, I was like, it's really she hard to tell. You know, you really never know with her. Mm-hmm. Now, Evie comes out as the big bad wolf, and I don't know who decided on the costume, but hilarious. Um, he claims the plaintiff is grasping at straws. I love bad puns. Mm-hmm. Spare rib socials are at spare with the three for the E underscore rib at six, 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 nine so millennial uh again she's very smart at this game yeah big bad wolf is gonna flirt with michelle by saying call him bb uh what do you think bb actually stands for um audacious um well we're getting amanda pork some improv lessons because this is not flying no 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 bueno here i just don't know how to spell Bareback! Come on, that, that was the answer there. It was easy, easy. Okay, well, like I said, some of us don't have premarital sex. Oh, of course, you're a virgin, right? I forgot. Yes. I was about to call out one of your um, former flings. I was like, no, we'll keep it for another episode. <laughs> Spare Rib tells the story of how she's rolling around in her own shit, and I think Michelle was already about to break character. Then she hears howling, and it's that mangly asshole. Uh, I don't know what it is. Jinx cursing is kind of funny. Especially it, in this it, character. It's because of like the matronly kind of voice she has. So it's like mm-hmm. your like Christian aunt cursing. Like that's right. like kind of what I picture. So then Big Bad Wolf apparently slid into her DMs asking for pictures of her hooves and I was howling. No kink shaming, but that was a very funny reference we were going for. Yeah, that was cute. Spare Rips saying she would totally snort Cottontail's carrot. Um, Like, again, very good at improv. Uh, Then she says she doesn't sleep with dogs, and then Big Bad Wolf is going to start licking himself, and Spare Rips changes her opinion. Very good. She's very quick. Mm -hmm. Um, If you saw someone licking themselves like that, I'm sure you would be a little slightly aroused. 
Oh, totally. And also jealous. Like, everyone wants to do that. We've all been mm-hmm. trying to do that since we were, like, 12 years old, so. Now, also, Big Bad Wolf says he's Jewish and can't even eat pork. Shout out, Amanda Fork! It's me! Um, That's when I was, that, that was my shout out to you if you weren't going to be the guest, so I was going to keep it in anyway. It works. I love uh, Big Bad Wolf's howl is a choice. Um, And then Spare Whip saying he can't even howl right. That was funny. I don't yeah. know if, if Jinx knew that was coming, but very smart yeah it was an interesting choice i didn't hate it but i was just like oh mm-hmm. um that's not really what i expected no now we're gonna learn that straw is really sustainable she did not come here to be belittled and it's her workspace where she shoots her only hams brilliant also asmr of eating slop who pays for that what is that a reference to um I, I don't know i just think like in general like people watch asmr of like fucking anything like people watching asmr of like washing makeup brushes like it's literally anything like it's so bizarre Have, do you do asmr videos yet no i think that is the weirdest fad um no like if you want like white noise just put on like rain sounds or something yeah, like, why are you putting on like someone chewing gum like it's just so bizarre to me you know what a great white noise is to help you fall asleep block talk no because your content's just so entertaining i would just want to stay up and watch good cover good cover good cover um we're gonna learn that bb may have just sneezed a little bit that's why the house fell down but judge michelle visage needs more evidence so it's time to bring out twiggly she is going full kardashian for this look jada she looks so pretty. <laughs> she looks gorgeous. Twiggly, like that other model people know, but with a million more followers and way prettier. Let's teach the kids. Do you are you familiar with Twiggy? Do you remember who Twiggy is? Um, no. What's the last name? Her name is Twiggy. That is what her name is. She's a British model. She was a guest judge on UK season one. What is okay. she? Okay. What does she do? She's a British model. She's one of the biggest names in Britain fashion from wait, the seventies. Oh no! Yeah, then no. Yeah, I'm gonna say it now. Jada was playing Jada. She's having fun. I love that she's she, having fun, but she's playing herself. She taps. She gets. She knows it's not her strong suit, so she's just like, "I'm gonna go. I'm gonna act a fool. I'm gonna have fun, and that's gonna be that." And I, I can respect yeah. that. Now, I will say there's one, this this next line is what got me for Jada. She's going to say she's involved because of the shitty asshole. Michelle tells her language and she then goes, shitty fucking asshole. That would be me. I would be that person to be like, you're not telling me to watch my mouth. I'm going to make it worse. I thought that was very funny. I thought that was an interesting choice for Michelle too, because Jinx cursed like a million times. I know. I I agree. I was like, I was like, what? (laughs) She Um, was like, okay. Now, again, we know that they, they get a basic outline of this scene. I don't know how much was given to them, how much they improv or how much they come up with beforehand. Beverly Squeals, that was funny. That was really cute. Have you ever been to Beverly Squeals or the real life uh, version of Beverly Hills? Um, I have not, um, mainly because I tried to go once and um, the white twinks there looked me up and down and they're like, can we help you? wow well, they didn't so let me man. in they didn't let me in Damn. well 
I died with, she tells me that her shitty little home is destroyed. That's not an insult. It's made out of shit. <laughs> Funny. Good stuff. Uh, Twiggly would fuck a fox who apparently is BB's cousin. Um, out of nowhere, this is when I'm like, okay, maybe this is the improv part where, where we have an outline and we need to get back to the outline. BB has a mixtape. I don't know how it came from, how we got here, but there's a mixtape involved now. Yeah. I want to listen to it. Oh, yeah, you do. What, what do you think's on there? Um, Just Carly Rae Jepsen. <laughs> Naturally. Uh, we're going to see this great line. It's really hard to watch my mouth with this tiny, tiny snout. I recently got a snout job. And then Jinx goes, I also do snout jobs on my website, but you have to pay for that. And then Jada says, and those are not the same snout jobs I'm getting. Funny. <laughs> they were great together. Mm-hmm. Now, Wolfie has a girlfriend to vouch for his character. It's Pamela Anderson, deceased. Did you get to see Pamela Anderson in Chicago before she left? No, I didn't. I didn't even know she left already, but I really wanted to go. Yeah, apparently she's very good. Yeah. Um, so what's the evidence that her sister's stories aren't kosher? <laughs> she has known those porksters her entire life. They are horrors. Horrors. Uh, we're going to say that She's a sex worker and it's very different. And she thinks it's time we address that. Look at Jinx getting political through improv comedy. Kind of fierce. Sex work is real work. And then we get Hamla saying that she has slept with Bagheera, Shere Khan, or they, they have slept with Bagheera and Shere Khan. So clearly they like pussy. Uh, do you know what movie Bagheera and Shere Khan are from? Nope. Scooby-Doo live action. Oh no. Jungle Book? The first one? The first like one. animated one? I mean, not the remakes. Um, or like it's a character, the characters? Yes, the Panther and the Tiger. Oh no. Oh, that, that tracks. We are also now gonna learn that her and Wolfredo have been together for two years, and Wolfredo is now embarrassed that he that she used her real name. Um is their relationship monogamous? Hamlet says they only pork each other. Um, we, I don't, I don't know about your relationship. Is it monogamous? You only pork your partner. Or are you still not going to admit you have sex? Yeah. Um, oh yeah, I forgot that. I forgot that storyline. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we are. We refuse to premarital pork. Spare rib will say that's not true, as she has on occasion with been with the big red wolf, but she doesn't think it counts as sex because. She only puts it in her ass. <laughs> so gay men have never had sex. True. That's what I'm saying. I, like, I'm Twiggly has been porked by the big bed wolf too. And we've got to learn that he just likes a ham sandwich. Multiple meanings there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hamela has been betrayed by her man, but she will slap the shit out of her sisters, which knocks Jinx's teeth out. Very funny. Jinx in her costume, not working out. Yeah. The verdict is Big Bad Wolf will be seen in Michelle's chamber. She is ready to listen to the mixtape. We're going to have a post-trial moment where Rue, who is, what is the character? Is it an elf? Is, what, what, what was it supposed to be? It's an elf, for sure. I'm um, I think, probably. Yeah, I think it was an elf. Uh, well, this moment is going to stay with all of us forever and be the moment that Jinx wins when her ear falls off and she stays with it. Everyone, including Rue, is about to break character 
and she stayed with it. Mm-hmm. It was so smart and so good. And this she's is like, why Jinx speak up? is good. <laughs> and like she's cracking up, but she is able to do it within the character's voice. Right. So great. This I have to talk about the flip flops Rue was wearing though. Do you think RuPaul, do you think RuPaul has six toes? Let's hear you the theory. Look, why do you, why do you think RuPaul Twitter, has six toes? Because on Twitter, people like zoomed in and they're like, there are literally six. I have not seen this photograph. You'll have You're to send have to it look, to me. I'll send it to you. It looks. Um, it does. In all fairness, it does look like there are six. I mean, do we remember uh, Eureka's promo look when she had four fingers? Finger. I, I, it was the angle of like how she was holding. She was doing like, like this. Like it was like the finger was like behind. Or I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe uh, RuPaul's disfigurement race is coming up. Maybe. All right, let's move over to she had already done had hers is. We begin with Shay as Mama Bear, and it's a very subtle role. She claims that the defendant broke into her house, ate her food, and damaged her property. She's suing for $57 plus $3 million for pain and suffering, which begs the question, can I sue people for pain and suffering? Because there is someone I still would love to sue for that then. Right. If only. We'll find out. I'll ask a lawyer. Lawyers, if you are out there, let me know. I have, a, I have someone to sue. The defendant claims it's a big misunderstanding. It's Goldilocks. Now, the Vivian was very committed to this part from the start. She's literally got crumbs stuck to her mouth. Hilarious. That apparently um, the judges thought like were herpes or something. Right. Like, what? Uh, yes, Mama Bear will now be known as Halle Berry. Again, I don't know if this was the character that she was given or whatever. I wish we had a better pun here. Yeah. So she moved from Bareback Mountain for a better life, but never imagined such grisly crimes. She went for a walk to let her porridge cool off to find her front door kicked down, her porridge eaten, and the custom baby bear chair from bare knees destroyed. She finds this woman, little girl, in her child's bed. Also saying that black bear, she can't call animal control. Great comedic moment and a very political moment too. I loved it. Very subtle. Very good. Mm -hmm get those in there because people listen yeah when goldilocks opens her mouth she is in fact very scottish she has no idea what she was talking about she had finished her gig behind a tree in the forbidden forest they underpaid so her only option was to stay at a bear bnb she says it was a dump a lot to unpack in one single opening line mm-hmm. um what do you think this gig was was she a sex worker um shay's character right Mm-mm. Goldilocks. Oh, go- oh, 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 oh. Um, I don't. I know. I think. I. I'm pretty sure she's just unemployed, vibing, uh, vibing. Yeah, like she's just like looking like, um, for stuff to do. Unemployed, doesn't have a place to live. Um, yeah. And very uh, also, also, when Mama Bear gets so upset that she's accused that the chair is from IKEA, I get it. I. I, I feel that. Yeah. But I do love Ikea. Ikea can get me together sometimes. I have some shelves from there that are really cute. I love Ikea. Like going to Ikea, it's like a theme park sometimes. Like you go through all the rooms. Like, oh my God, look at this land. I can have a room like this. And then you bring it home. You're like, this is shit. I do always think I'm going to get lost in there though. Um, Do you not look at the floor? It's very scary. I don't like, 
it's just a lot of stuff around me and it's so big it's true that is very true but i do want to take a trip to baronies i think it sounds yeah. it sounds very um fancy now it's time for more evidence it's time to bring out raja as gwendolyn constance periwinkle hood uh, she lives in the Shady Pines convalescent care over the river and through the woods. And she has a boyfriend named Geppetto. Um, I just automatically had Tom Hanks as Geppetto as the image here. And it's like, I'd ship it. Maybe he'll be in the next episode. We'll see. Hey, that'll be cool. Uh, she is involved in the case because this young lady is her granddaughter and her name is not Goldie. It's Little Red. All right. This is a layered scene. We got a lot of layers to this one. Like an onion. Mm-hmm. Goldie will now change accents to a variation of a German accent and say she is Helga and she likes sweet strudel. Same. Uh, Granny says she is from Glendale, but Helga claims they do not have Glendale in Germany. Um, have you ever been to Germany? Um, no, but my oldest brother was conceived in Germany. That's as close as I've gotten. Wow. What does <laughs> that make him? Not German. Um, <laughs> born. <laughs> Correct. Uh, now we have a surprise appearance by Evie as the Big Bad Wolf, who apparently is the same werewolf who ate her. Uh, but when we learn that is a lie, the truth is that she was eaten by the wolf who was howling in her pussy. Wow. We got very dirty very fast. Yeah. Howling is very grotesque. <laughs> yes. Really quick. I mean, I was there for, I was like work. <laughs> mm -hmm. Now like, Goldie Little Red Helga says that's not her grandmother and she has no house. So the story has many holes like German cheese, but in fact, that is Swiss cheese. She even lies about cheese. I thought that was very funny. How could you lie about cheese, you monster? What's yeah. your favorite cheese? Um, Dick cheese. Okay. That's what that's why my backup drag name is Smegan. You heard it here first. The more we learn about Amanda Pork on this podcast. All right. Another witness is called in, and it is Trinity as Witch Teresa, who looks just like Michelle, but she went all out in the makeup. Grotesque witch realness. Um what did you think of the makeup? What did you think of the look? I thought she looked great. I mean, mm -hmm. um, I like the like subtle, like very subtle differences of the costumes that were yeah. like, it would have been great like to see in a makeover challenge. You know what I mean? Right. Like that would look cute together. Um, this is a very dark character episode for Trinity. <laughs> right. Um, Michelle is going to point out that Witch Teresa sounds like Cher. So that was a thing for literally a hot second. And then she lost that character accent. Mm-hmm. Witch Teresa lives in a gingerbread house on the other side of the forest. She was trying to cure a case of the warts, but then she returned. Half her porch had been eaten. Um, I would love to live in a gingerbread house. That'd be cool. I feel like it'd be the smells would just be too strong. Do you not like the smell of gingerbread? I mean, I do, but like a lot of it. Fair. That's fair. Um, well, she doesn't know any lesbian witches to fix her uh, swing, but Michelle knows a few, so she'll send her some. Um, very, very interesting line here. Mm -hmm. As which Teresa continues into her house, she finds Goldie slash Little Red slash Helga in bed with a man, and they say they are Hansel and Gretel, brother and sister, but they were doing things, who maybe only on OnlyFans or OnlyHams. Do you think Hansel and Gretel have an OnlyHams? I mean, people would watch it. You know what? Incest porn is it a thing? I don't personally find it appealing. Um, it is a thing. 
I don't know about you, Amanda Pork. No. Would you ever pork one of your drag sisters? Next question. <laughs> that is a yes. Which one? <laughs> no. Uh, Which one have you already? I can't. <laughs> I will not spill. All right. Well, we'll 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 have to do a rehash of your um podcast and, and find out the two. We'll have, just have a list of all of my <laughs> partners. Yep. All right. The Vivian is going to now open her mouth, and now Gretel sounds like she is also from one of those countries that has an accent like this, and she sticks with it. Um, very funny. Very very funny. Mm-hmm. She's going to prove she is Gretel as she throws breadcrumbs on the floor. It is true to her character, but she is now both Hansel and Gretel. Now here I was like, okay, now we're losing the plot a little bit. I'm not sure why you're both Hansel and Gretel. I know you're a compulsive liar. We're just getting a little out of control here, but it was still very funny. Yeah, that was my favorite part. Just because, like, it was like, um, <laughs> she just because she just went with it. Like, you know, mm-hmm. she, she's just like, used to the story of like saying Gretel in the context of Hansel and Gretel. Like, and the breadcrumbs was so funny. And then she's just like looks around. She's like, hmm, I am both. It's just like so, like, like work. I, 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 believed it. I believed it. She was crazy. Yeah. Michelle says that Blondie has a psychological problem in a history of breaking and entering eating. This causes Blondie to lose all accents and become American as she is from Glendale who grew up with a wicked stepmother who ran away with the baker and that's why she got addicted to carbs. Is she sorry? No! She can be sentenced sentenced to community service as she can help all the king's horses and all the king's men put Humpty Dumpty together again, which apparently is not a fun task but which michelle is looking for a happy ending and asks the ladies to help her turn her life around they're all gonna hug it out before wilfie and blonnie run off together um funny but also trinity now not knowing how to open the door hilarious between jinx not knowing how to close it trinity not knowing how to open it what is wrong with this set do they not have a walkthrough first right like what is this budget like no tech run (laughs) right Goldilocks and Wolfie are now going to be stopped by Rue. Has Goldie learned her lesson? Fuck no. Is Wolfie done blowing down houses? He's just started that blowing backs out. Ew. Kind of into it. Yeah, you are. The ladies are going to arrive in the lobby as Granny says hi that she's on TV. They didn't know each other before, but the, this case brings you together like being nothing brings you together like being robbed by a little girl. Um, have you ever been robbed by a little girl? Um, no, but uh, Kitty Scott Claus was. <laughs> um, yes, I was blocked by Desmond and is amazing, so that's like the same thing, right? You were blocked by oh, wait, why? I never we'll talk about it later. I don't know, we still don't know why. It's really weird. I'm really fun, fascinated by it because it's probably their parents, but whatever, right? What the hell would I have posted that would have made them block me, but right, whatever, who cares? Um, overall, what did you think of this challenge and which team did you like better? Um, I really enjoyed the challenge. I would say the um, the piggy challenge, the piggy team. Of course, you would pick the piggies. Yes, I liked them. I, I liked think Jinx was just so good. She was she was incredible. And her the relationship with Jada and Evie was killing it. it they just did a great job. I agree. Well, it is runway day. The verdict from the judges is coming on the performances from Fairy Tale Justice. So, how do they do? 
Roger thinks they did great, and Shay said they achieved balance as a team and worked great together. Roger thinks that Vivian did stand out and wants to know how she pulled out all the accents. She says having a convulsive liar as a character, she had the freedom to make something up no matter where the story was. The Vivian is upset as she lost all this weight and she had to eat three pastries. Such a bizarre comment. Bitch. <laughs> I was like, you need help. <laughs> yeah. Um, she thinks this could be the week she gets a star, but with everyone so, so good, it might be hard, which she finds very annoying. We're going to learn a little bit of a secret from Jada. Are you ready? Yes. Her secret power is known as Tahin. What is Tahin, you ask? Well, it's a spice made up of dried red chili peppers, dehydrated lime juice, and sea salt. Have you ever had Tahin before? I haven't, but now I want to try it. She needs to get a sponsor with, like, who right? I was like... I think the company is Tahin. Um, oh, like, but, oh, interesting. Jade and Shay are about to do a shot uh, and is going to slap their mouth awake. I found this fascinating. Um, I love spicy things. I'm not sure that I could just do a shot of that kind of stuff. I can probably do it, yeah. I've, I've taken shots of worse. <laughs> I bet you have. Uh, the good thing here is it's... Yeah. Uh, the good thing is that they uh, will not get pulled over. This is legal. But Evie says, watching everyone perform, it felt like being around such professionals. Raj is asked to do her old lady voice, and then Vivian's like, now do your old lady voice. Ha ha ha. She says, next time to do something like this, she's not playing an old lady. Evie says she's not playing a sexy man. And Monet says she's going to try to be funny. Which is kind ironic, because Monet was mildly funny. Yeah, she was She was fine. She, she wasn't a standout for me, but she did fine. Mm-hmm. But this is going to prompt Raja and Monet to talk in their secret language. Do you have like a secret language with your end of your besties? No. I don't I don't care enough. I don't Do you and your partner have a secret language? Um, we are both are masters of the art of side eye, so we can communicate just like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. looking looking um from afar and we'll be like, Yeah, I know. Gotcha, cool. Raja says they will be selling the Raja to my name dictionary and the source at DragCon. Would you buy one? Yes. Where the fuck was it? I didn't see it at DragCon. I did I get Raja see- posters. I didn't see it either. Yeah. Maybe she was selling in the bathroom. Maybe it's true. Possible. Jada is now going to be painting and Raja's like, what are you doing to yourself? And we're going to discuss that later on. Will Jada be canceled for white blackface? That's the joke in the workroom the queens being so topical here now monet asks if anyone practices their mugs before getting there or just do it when they arrive jada practices half of hers but she will joke with whatever is on her face currently that she should go out there and say that it's just enough time backstage come on inside jokes um are you someone that practices your mugs before you do a specific look like your pink look did you practice that before doing it no i didn't um Basically, like, you know, as long as I like, I'll test out the texture of the makeup. Mm-hmm. If it's like a different color or something, I'll test the texture, but I don't necessarily have to do a whole, a whole face. Yeah. Um, now the discussion turns to who is going to be blocked. Jinx notes that the trend is to block the person who blocked the week before. It went from Shay to Jinx, so that's the pattern. Will it continue? Jada says it got personal and goes into the confessional where she inadvertently gives me a shout out by saying block many times. Thank you. I like this season because we're just saying block blocking all the time. 
Uh, and now, and now we're here on Block Talk talking about the mm-hmm. block. On, yeah, that's perfect. Talk on Block Talk. Uh, um, I should just really release the block list. I'm ready. You've been blocked. Oh my God, there are so many people who have been blocked. I love that. Not on Instagram blocked, but in getting hired again. Yeah. That's a story for another podcast. Anyway, she's worried that if the pattern continues, if she doesn't win, she will get blocked. But we're going to find out what happens. Let's head to the main stage where we see Rue looking great in a very classic old lady look. Raja is shaking. What did you think of Rue's look in the blue and the white hair? Um, I thought it was really pretty. I mean, clearly, um, they got the budget this season. I've, I've loved pretty much all of Rue's looks so far. I mean, they got the budget. Not only are they Emmy winners, they are MTV Unscripted TV and Movie Award winners. Mm-hmm. Did you watch that? Paramount Plus money. Did you watch that television program the other night? I did not. Um, did, did you know I who did... won Best Fight? Yeah, which is literally <laughs> so stupid. I don't know. He like, wasn't even a fight. It literally wasn't even a fight. And I don't know if Untucked wasn't able to be nominated because it's like, I'm pretty sure Untucked has won Best Fight before, though. So that does. It's, yeah, so it, la- it, or it was nominated last season for Candy 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 yeah. um, It makes no sense. Yeah. All right. Well, on the panel, we have Michelle. Ross and Jeffrey Boyer Chapman. Who the hell let him back in the room? Also, zero mention of Canada's Drag Race. So I guess we're pretend- pretending that chapter never existed. Yeah. Well, I mean, because of that, he like just disappeared for like ever. Um, now we all know that part of the reason why he was not back on Canada's Drag Race was because he was in LA filming um the reboot of Doogie Howser. I don't remember what it's called. It's a new reboot on Disney Plus. Have you watched it? I haven't. I have not heard of that yeah. name ever. Uh, do you not? You don't know what Doogie Howser is? I do not. Oh my God. How old are you? Oh my Lord. I can't believe I'm teaching you right now. Doogie Howser was a 90s. show in the 90s starring a young Neil Patrick Harris as a teenage doctor. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's how he became famous. Is on Disney? Uh, no, if he was Disney NBC. just picked it up for the uh, Yeah. All right. Well, that was the thing. I guess I'm teaching Amanda Pork things every day. I was like almost born in 2000. So, do you just want to call me old and like say that I'm dying? Is that what we're doing here? No. All right. Category is spikes on the runway. In honor of the runway, we're going to play sharp or dull. Are you ready for our first contestant? Mm -hmm. Jada Essence Hall. No designers listed. She's got the spikes. I like how it turned out. The makeup is sexy. The hair is hood. The leather is different for Jada. It's really edgy. I really like this look. Yeah, she knocked it out of the park. She was my my favorite of the week. Michelle says she came in and was so much fun and looked beautiful. Ross has never been more into pig play than seeing her in her nose. Jeffrey says the look is everything to him. It's Yves Saint Laurent. 90s vintage perfection and he wants the spiked afro rue says the black makeup is stunning i'll give it a sharp i'll give it a very very sharp like owie owie it hurt me 
sharp. The audience, 97% sharp, 3% dull. We're not calling anyone out this episode, but we have some questionable tastes this episode. Next up, Jinx Monsoon. Look designed by Ben de la Creme. Hair by Wig Chapel. It's very classic and very Jinx. Is this the wig that Daphne Guinness signed? No. Are we sure? Yeah, that one was like an updo. This is still an updo, but it's it's the it's the same pattern. I don't I don't it think might it's be. The same. Someone go find out for us. Um, if it is, I want to know if the autograph is still there. Or did she sweat it away? Um, I like how she took the spike challenge to Porcupine Quills. It's all Hollywood, very fitting for her. And you know what? She has an incredible body. Keep showing it off. I love it. Yeah. Would you wear it? Absolutely not. <laughs> Why not, pig? Um. I personally did not like this look. I think crushed velvet can sometimes look cheap, in my mm-hmm. opinion. With the light, like it's the lighting for me. Yes. Sometimes. Um, I love the concept. I wish like the back like went all the way down the gown. And then I just mm-hmm. wish it was made out of like 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 a leather or something like okay. something like that. Or like um Fair. like a nude pleather catsuit on Jinx with like a long like porcupine cape like that would be a right. jeffrey says she's incredible when it comes to improv it's a skill not a lot of people have ross says when you see someone doing something that they're good at and the rest of the world just fades away that's what happened she came armed ready to ham it up michelle didn't know how she would do the runway but she got spikes on her back she's very chic very ladylike porcupine and thinks it's fun and who she is i will give it a sharp uh it uh i'm gonna say it pork (laughs) no because i i love like the concept i'm gonna give it a um needs sharpened Mm -hmm. okay fine uh audience 69 percent sharp 31 percent tall next we have monet exchange look by chris hines hair by edward scissorhands I like parts of it. I like the concept, but not the execution. I think the double blazer idea is brilliant. I just hate the second sleeves just hanging down. That's where I draw the line. The spikes are very punk. I like that she included a mask as well. The spike mohawk is fierce. It's the sleeves and then the yellow shoecase, shoelaces. That was the killer for me. Yeah, I I did not like the shoes. I wish like, I think this look would have been what would have taken it to the next level is if she did like sleeves all the way down to the floor. Like I love, I like that trend. Um, I think that yeah, could have elevated the look a little bit, but I think it it just looked too like heavy and bulky. I think a little bit. Yeah. Um, and you could tell she was kind of uncomfortable walking in it. And you know, presentations a lot of the, a lot of the Absolutely. work one way. So, Ross says she can make an entrance so well. Michelle says she was fantastic with intention and point of view. She kicked ass. Jeffrey is living for the look. He grew up in the middle of nowhere, Canada, with no black folk, but his best friends were crazy punk rock queens, and he always wanted a mohawk. Seeing a black girl with a mohawk means so much to him, and it's giving life to all the black children out there. It's the concept. I like it all, except for the sleeves. If you remove the sleeves, it would have been a one of the best looks of the night. I will give it a sharp, but it's the slightest, dullest sharp. Yeah, I agree. I think even like, w- like what if one half of the blade like 
blazer was like one of the sleeves was like all the way down to the floor and like the other one was mm-hmm. like sleeveless or something like there it was just like almost there i think it just needed like one more element of yeah like fashion or like surprise to it audience 69 percent sharp 31 percent dull now we have evie oddly no designers listed um and now I know why. If you go to her Instagram, she tells you that this was not the intended look and things were not the way it was supposed to be handled. And the designer apparently had two weeks and this is what they came up with. But that being said, I still think this look was half realized. I like the concept, but after watching Drag Race Espana, Onyx is like, come on, girl, do better. And even Evie made mention of Onyx because Onyx did it so much better. Um, I wish she had taken the opportunity to really do a makeup look. Like it could have been fierce i feel like this is the the look you take to a gig after you've done the full look on drag race only doing what was necessary yeah i really felt yeah i heard that that she had a ton of issues getting this done um i think oh she sold a presentation which i know when Absolutely. you're doing about a look and you don't feel confident it's very hard to do but she was like she went out there like this was the plan you know what i mean and she mm-hmm. she did what she had to do her makeup I agree. I was like, why are you doing like your most beautiful paint with this look? Right. It's kind of weird. Um, but I, you know, I love the concept. I kind of wish it was like all black. I feel like the fabric didn't, I don't know. It was more club, yeah. club kitty, which if that, that's what you're going for, then I'm, I'm into it. But yeah. And again, if we hadn't seen Onyx do it on uh, Espana, it's a different conversation. But when Onyx did it, it was blown away. Like one of the best looks of the season again. Um, if you haven't watched Drag Race and Spawn You 2, people, get on it. We have our winner. The season's over. Go binge watch it. It is a fantastic season. Congrats to our new winner. Can I say who it is? Are we allowed to say it? Do you want to know? Yeah. You know? Congrats, Sharon. Uh, we all knew it was coming. It was, it was, it was inevitable. It was happening. You know it. Congrats. Um, Ross says, how is she upright? He is so excited by it. In the improv, Ross says, she did next level things that made the character fully formed rue says the look is so fantastic how she accentuated her body with a tiny waist and long legs michelle says she loved how into the improv she got and jeffrey almost wishes he wasn't attracted to the big bad wolf but what you gonna do do you think they boinked after the show um i don't know i could see it i could see it too i would watch that i'm gonna give this like right on the edge sharp Mostly because knowing the backstory and knowing how she did sell it, but I right. know it could be better. Yeah, I agree. Audience, they liked it. 82% sharp, 18% dull. Yeah. Next, we have Trinity the Tuck, hair and look by Chantel Sparkles and Ethan M. Cross. Uh, so the spike is a stake and she's going for the vampire moment. Uh, justice for Farida Kant, that's all. Also clearly inspired by the same moment in fashion history. I like it. But it also feels a bit costumey due to the hair very poorly constructed or very poorly traveled to drag race i didn't know that Chantel did um looks too so um, yeah apparently um but i think this was a very unique on the unique twist on the category yeah i mean i i I personally um enjoy it It did feel a little bit uh um a little costumey but i mean you know i respect what it is Jeffrey says the look is fantastic. Ross said he wouldn't be smart enough to do this for a spike category. 
He says it's his favorite interpretation in the challenge. She was having a blast and they were having fun watching her. Rue says it's fun to watch her in her ridiculousness and stupidity. She doesn't remember the girl from the audition tape and definitely doesn't remember that nose. Silly. Like Rue even watched the audition tape. <laughs> she has to. Well, um, speaking of audition tape, um, did you hear what they did in the reunion of Drag Race Hispania? No, I didn't. They showed the girls audition tapes. Oh, so y'all who want to audition for the show go watch those you'll get a lot of hints and tips cute uh i'll give this look a sharp i liked it uh i agree audience 75 percent sharp 25 percent dull next we have the vivian look by monica bariza boots by monica bariza and nasha moaro this was sexy they this is like high fashion dominatrix I love the Tiffany blue leather paired with the gold spikes. I hate her, but this is so good. No complaints. <laughs> um, I really like it too. I don't know if I necessarily um, love the um, accessory on the headpiece. The cross. Um, but that's really the, I mean, also <laughs> they set it on um the pit stop that was what i watched for a refresher um really quick and um they were like she doesn't know how to like like if you're gonna come out with a whip you should know how to crack how to a whip. It. like she's yeah. just like swinging it around like you look insane um she's no indiana jones yeah but i love the um she's this is like the second or third time she's worn like those hoof heels mm-hmm. um so that, that's like an interesting um, style. Um, I like the little spike accessory on them. Jeffrey says it might have been his favorite look ever to grace the stage. It's in the improv. He says Meryl better watch your back with all the accents with the herpes covered mouth. Rue says the look is iconic and is going to be the one that lives forever and ever. Uh, Michelle jokes that she should have done something with her character as she was so boring. Ha ha ha. She was fully in her element and she loved watching it. Rue asked how old she was when she learned how to emulate someone. She says it's how she navigated not being bullied in school. She was the funny kid and kids asked her to do the voice so she wouldn't be hit. I was like, okay, this is a really dark topic you just brought up. And I like feel like I know that kid very, very much. Can we dive a little deeper in that, please? Yeah. Um, I know we never really get to talk about like, I feel like we've never really dove into Vivian's like, how no, she has come to only, be not, even on her season right the only um, thing we've learned about her is her um history with alcoholism mm-hmm. which may or may not be true i can't confirm or deny um we don't know anything else about her so maybe in the rest of the season we'll learn more but i was like okay that's an important story to share but regardless right. this look fantastic sharp yeah it was great Oh, people could have been a hundred percent, but nope, it's ninety-seven percent sharp, three percent dull. One person out there, two people. I'm not sure. I don't remember, but come on. Next up, Raja. Look by David Mason. I love the purple and silver and gold. They work wonders together. I think the garment itself is a bit simple, but the accoutrement she has in the shoulders and the headpiece and the cooch certainly elevate it to another level. She knows who she is, and she is going to bring it to you every time. She doesn't have to do a before and after look. Yeah. This was great. It was lovely. The only thing that confused me, um, it looks good on the runway, the like crotch um, applique. But 
like in pictures i'm just like kind of looking like my eye goes there i'm like what is that supposed to like what's it what is it accentuating um but i loved it. it it was like um i would like I'm surprised no one went like unicorn, but I feel like this is like mm-hmm. the closest to like unicorn that someone could yeah. that kind of like realm of like pretty spikes, you know? Yes. Now Jeffrey says the outfit is a childhood fantasy come to life. He said it will be a fan favorite. What Ross loved about her in the challenge was the characterization she had, even in her body. Ruth says she went in on the character and said it was fully realized. She says what's exciting about this is we're getting to witness the rebirth of Raja because all the people who knew her from back then they're all dead. So it's like a brand new Raja. And I was like, that's really funny. And I think you're the only person who could say that to another contestant. But it was very okay. funny back and forth. Yeah, that was an inter- I'm just like, so what does that make you, Mama Ru? Right, literally. Um, the, 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 the Grim Reaper. But no, I thought it was very funny. This look was great. It's a sharp. Sharp. Audience, 86% sharp, 14% dull. And finally, Shea Coulee, no designers listed, and I think I know why, because, Mama, this was not it. No, no, no. The colors are strong. The beat is strong. The concept is lacking. I don't quite care for it, as we've seen these elements from other queens before, and I know the mermaid chaps are what we're doing here, but, like, she just can't maneuver in them whatsoever. And also, those spikes, they're not even standing up straight on the train. They were falling over. Yeah, and, like, you can't see, but, like, like from the front, um, when I watched the like little recap, when she walks away, I'm like, oh, there are spikes in the back, but they're not yeah. like, it's not, fo- it's not spike focused at all. No. Um, I love it from the neck up. She looks stunning. Um, Gorgeous. But I do love the concept of the garment, elements of the garment, but it just looks like it was like rushed to be put together a little bit. Yeah. Jeffrey has no idea what she's meant to be in the outfit, but she's fabulous. Rue says the look is ridiculous, crazy out there and fits in with the rest of the freaks. Ross says the mama bear part is tough as she's playing a Karen, but she was so consistently funny with it. I think this might be like one of the very few times I've ever said dull to Shea Coulee. Yeah, it's going to be a doll for me too. Audience 40% sharp, 60% dull. Shay, you're allowed to have a bad week. Don't let it happen again, please. You're amazing. <laughs> All right. The legends return, and based on their performances and runway, Rue has decided the top two are Jinx Monsoon and the Vivian. Amanda Park, do you agree? Uh, yeah. Fair. I think I would agree with it too. Um, it is I all, think like they did so solid. It, that's the that's the tricky thing is like no one's doing like horrible. I think if Evie had a better runway, Evie could have slipped in there. But this was the Jinx Monsoon and Vivian show. Yeah. All right. The I mean, song. I think Raja could have oh, slipped in there too, personally, in my opinion. Yeah, possibly. The song is Love Will Save the Day, Jelly Bean, David Morales, remixed by Whitney Houston. This was not in Jinx's wheelhouse, but she held her own. The Vivian was very much in her element. You can tell that this is the kind of um, lip sync that she does at home when they do lip syncs because right. in the UK, they sing a lot. Um, now, I don't know if you've heard the conspiracy theories going around, but there has been a conspiracy that there may have been some girls who are ganging up on Jinx as they gave the Vivian her xylophone. Do you think this is conspiracy or truth? Um, no, I think Vivian said, you're going to hand this to me when I ask for it. I agree. I think everyone trying to make something out of this is so stupid. Like, fuck you. No, they're all sisters. Like, 
That's could she have just put it on the ground? Sure, but it's an easier transition to pick it up. Right. It's not a yeah, no, that didn't happen. <laughs> no. Um, was the xylophone the full reason why Vivian won? Not really. She was just full body, and Jinx was the drunk aunt at the wedding at the end of the night. Yeah. That and, was the performance. You know, that's not really what Jinx does either. Not at all. It's not like putting two people who don't lip sync as part of their act up against each other. On a song that is not in their repertoire, probably. Right, yeah. Like, if Jinx doing Whitney Houston does not, it doesn't compute. It doesn't make sense. Right, yeah. Um, but this is a drag race. You do what you gotta do. Yep. Well, the Vivian wins $10,000 and the ability to block someone. After a fan-fucking-tastic fake-out, we thought she was about to block Jada. Literally, Jada thought so, too. She's going to dra- grab the plunger. But no, no, no. It is going to Money Exchange. who gets her first block. Was this the right move? Yes. Well, I fully um, agree. I would have either her or Trinity. Someone with the star already. Yeah. Even I think this... Yeah, I think this is the right move because, again, Monet's been floating around. She's been doing fine. Um, yeah. Uh, um, and we know that Monet's not going to be happy. She's not yeah. going to be happy I think this. in terms of, like, track records and people who are the most well-rounded, they should be blocking Trinity and Jinx every chance they can get. <laughs> yeah. And obviously, Jinx was off the table. Maybe in the preview, we were going to hear that the Vivian would have blocked Jinx had she not been in the top. We'll find out next week. Uh, but I think this is now going to f- be uh, the start of some fun fireworks. Are you ready for some burning questions? Because we're not going to do Untucked because uh, what is happening on Untucked? Nothing. <laughs> yep, Literally nothing good. at this point. Um, we are about to have some drama with Monet getting blocked. Are we ready for the ruthlessness of the competition five weeks in? Um, yes. Do you think she's going to be like, well, she said she was like, it's on site. Like, I will block you back. I will make your life yeah. a living hell if you block me. I'm like, yep work and um, it did it didn't he- appear that jinx is on the same page here um so maybe that little uh trio alliance is going to be fully formed because of the vivian maybe so and maybe smart so. alliances are good because now if you have two other people who are guaranteeing they're not going to block you one of which is doing very well as well you take it yeah we are getting a graduation speech challenge um Okay. That's kind cool. of fun. Graduation from what, though, did they say? Drag you. It literally had a thing for drag you. So we're getting it. I, we, I hope this is the death of drag you, too. Like the funeral that they did never Raj, got. Rajan didn't do drag you, did she? She might have done like an episode or two, but because it, it was the same timeline, I'm not sure she did, though. I think they didn't they do I think they cut it like right before like season four or something. I'm not sure because I know Manila had been on it before. And um, if you, Amanda Pork, could give a commencement speech, what would your commencement speech be about? What what is, what is your vision for the future of the class of 2022? Um, oh, fun. Um, I would probably. What are you going to say to the little otterbiners? The little otterbiners. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> um, I would just be like. I don't know, maybe just talk about like how um, talking about like cancel student loan debt, something stupid like that. Um, go to get a, a little political, um, but keep it funny and then be like, um, are they supposed to be the valedictorian or class president? No, 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 the oh, commencement just, speech. 
So like, I think if you had, were like a celebrity who comes in to do a commencement speech. Uh, it's the not students. I think that's the case we're going here. Interesting. Interesting. Um, well, in that case, I would just like maybe come in, act drunk or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then be like, this is what happens uh, if you don't go to school. Like, you know what I mean? Like, some, this is good. You know, go that route. Be like, and then end it with like me. Peace. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Okay. All right. After four episodes, the winner of the season is. Oof. Jinx Monsoon. I agree. I mean, this is Jinx's to lose at this point. Um, the twist is going to be the thing that will knock her down. She's going to consistently do well. Um, and if people are smart, they're going to keep locking her. But Jinx Monsoon is one of the greatest drag artists who have ever been on Drag Race. I'm just going to say True. it. And it's also like how it's just how Drag Race has changed. So like Raja, her season, half or like 60% of the challenges were sewing challenges. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Um, I agree. So it's just the era of where Drag Race is now. Like if we did, if we had this exact cast set in, you know, season four of drag race it would be a totally different story you know what i mean now i'm just gonna make a wish for the future Mm -hmm. all winners to bring back jinx because i need to see her compete against alaska again i need to see it i need to see both of these drag artists at their prime competing because i know some people are gonna call say there was controversy back then alaska could have won i want to see them compete now well, I think this queen of all queens is going to be the the next uh, the next host of the show. You never know. Oh my god, that would be amazing. Jake Swanson, let's do it. Um, I don't know. We'll see. This this is going to be great. Um, Amanda Pork, where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? You can find me on all social media at Amanda Pork. That is A M A N D A P O R Q. Um, and you can find me on Venmo, Cash App, and PayPal at Tip Aman T I P A M A N. And I'm just kind of in an era of doing whatever I want uh, and just fuck what everyone else thinks and, you know, waiting around for, to be cast and shit. So I'm in my producer era and I'm producing um, a show that I've been wanting to do since I started doing drag. It's titled Warped Horror, a, pr- a tribute to our youth um, based on like the, the pop punk music that raised me, the emo screamo music that um, that I would always listen to on, on my car rides home from high school um, so it's just based on on those artists and I have a cast of 20 lovely people from uh, New York City and it's going to be a $3 bill yard on August 12th and I'm very very excited you can go to my uh, Instagram bio and my link tree and you can find tickets there have you ever been to Warped Tour I have literally went like well since I was like allowed to like i like i went right because you announced that you were born like almost in the 2000s so how the fuck would you have been allowed to go ever well i went to like the last five of them straight interesting, interesting. um so i was like i you know i went to like the but the very last work for us you know very can much. i may i give you one piece of marketing advice yeah going into the week i want to see photos from your appearances at warped tour Oh my gosh. Oh, I think I do have, I do actually have a cute picture that I took at the last warp tour I went to. I want to see them. I want to see them. I want to see baby Mandy. Baby Mandy. I can do that. The last one was 2018. Summer of 2018 was the last warp tour. So I have baby Mandy. Amanda, 
It was a pleasure having you. Thank you for jumping in and chatting about All Stars 7. Especially since you were not on the preview podcast, Missy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Um, yeah, that was that was a rough couple of days. I missed, I slept through like everything I was supposed to be at for like three days that weekend. I was like, what was happening to me? Um, well, you're here I'm, now and you made it. here now. I'm getting through it. You called, you texted me like five minutes before uh, and we made it work. Um, and thank you for having me. Always, it's always fun to take a little 45 minutes out of my day and, and chat with you. The biggest thanks to Amanda for coming on. Subscribe in your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com slash block talk to show support for the pod. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. <laughs>